The guests on Love Hurts occasionally use some adult language and go into some more intense subject matter, but that's kind of how real life works anyway. This is Love Hurts. I'm Brian Berlin. Today's guest is Lena O'Neill. Lena is a podcaster and marketing creative living in Portland, Oregon. The year Lena graduated high school and started college, she lost five people close to her. She had to learn how to face death head on while experiencing the exciting positive changes in her life happening at the same time. Hey, Lena. Hey, Brian. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah? Yeah. Just ready to move to Portland, Oregon? Yeah, it's it's coming down to the wire. I'm doing my farewell tour. Yes, and this yeah. is this is part of the farewell this is it. tour. This is the this is the finale. This is the <laughs> right before I leave, I have to just throw all my feelings out there and then leave New York City and then forever. Flee. Yeah, that's fair. I'm glad. That's actually the theme of my story. It's just it's just running away. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. But yeah, so what did you want to talk about today? So I wanted to talk about uh, actually a year specifically in my life um, where I had five people close to me die. Wow. Yeah, it was really bad. (laughs) Yeah, sounds like a not fun year. It was, well, the thing about it is that, and we'll get into it, but like it was a year of a lot of ups and downs. So it was like... Well, I guess we should get into it. Yeah, yeah. Where does it all start, I guess? <laughs> yeah, it started literally in the beginning of the year 2007, um, which was a pivotal year. Class of 2007, go to so heaven. Graduating, so <laughs> graduating high school. Graduating high school, starting college. Yeah. Um, which is just like a crazy time in any teenager's life, I feel like. Yeah, you're just dealing with so much stuff just in life regardless of like other things happening around you it's just like the things that you fit like you individually are dealing with at that point is a lot right you're like a child becoming an adult and you don't know what that means but you think you're really cool yeah you're like um adult i'm an adult now because i'm going to college or like about to go to college yeah um so that's kind of where my story starts it was the beginning of 2007 which was my the home stretch of high school and um, it started off with some really bad news that January. Uh, I actually, I came home one day from school and saw my dad like sitting on the couch in our living room, which was really weird because my dad like has a full time job. So I was like, hey, what you doing here? Um, and he just kind of like said like something happened and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. This is my family. Like the one thing to know about my family throughout this story is that like we're hella Irish and like we don't talk about things. So <laughs> when someone's like, I have to tell you something, it's like, oh, no, the world is coming to an end. Yeah, Like we are going to go headfirst into some feelings right now. Right now. Yeah. Um, And it was pretty bad. I have to say it was like one of the worst, one of the worst days. Um, He ended up he told me that um, Carly had been in an accident and Carly was uh, about my age. She was a year older and she I had grown up with her. Our moms were like best friends and I have a sister who was a little bit older than her. So the three of us were like super tight and she was kind of like 
she was kind of like a sister to me. And so what had happened was she had she was in her first year of college and she had been walking down the street and she was struck by a drunk driver. Oh, man. Yeah, it was just it was just tragic in a way that I had never even dreamed of experiencing. Yeah. Um, and so at that point she, you know, she had like, she hadn't passed away yet. She had like severe brain damage, but ultimately she did, um, she did die. And it's just like, I hadn't been to like a funeral or anything since I was a child. So it was like the first time as like a semi-adult that I was dealing with any kind of loss. And it was like extremely bad. It wasn't like somebody really old or somebody sick it was like somebody my age who was going through something that i was about to do myself and yeah and it's just not it was just something totally out of her control which is also like scary because you're just like okay yeah i'm just a person living in this world too right and this just happened to her yeah yeah oh and and of course like as it always goes with those things she was just like a stellar person like a light to be around she was amazing um and it was really it was really tough because like so my dad tells me this like one afternoon and like he he leaves the room like crying because he can't handle it and I was just like in shock and like didn't really know I just couldn't like wrap my mind around it and um then we didn't really like talk about it Ever. Back to the Irish, yeah. the Irish part of your family. Like, or this is like maybe we did, and I've completely blocked it. But as far as I can remember, like we just went through the motions. Like then you have to go to the wake, and then you have to go to the funeral, and like deal with those things and get past them, and then like move, not move on, but like get on, like just keep living your life. Yeah. And there's no, in my experience, there was no like grieving process that was like open or shared and that was also kind of became my model for the grieving process yeah because that was kind of the first time as an adult as you said that you were dealing with death so it just became like okay I guess this is how we like how we do things and how I'm supposed to do things in a way even though like it might not feel totally right feels like really wrong yeah (laughs) but you're just like well this is what the people around me are doing yeah and like but you're so or I was so young that I didn't even know that, like, you can't identify your feelings. Yeah. You're just like, yeah. I feel bad, and I don't know what those feelings are or, like, what I'm supposed to do, but I'm just going to have them sit here, I guess, and uh, go to school the next day. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. So, and that's how I felt in school, was, like, why isn't anybody, why doesn't anybody notice that, like, I feel really bad right now? Um but no, like, you have to tell people that you, like, need support. Yeah, and at that age, it's hard to know. Like You don't even know. Yeah. Or I didn't know that I needed yeah. that. Um, so then about a month goes by, and it's, you know, it's not a great month. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, and over the course of that time, my grandma starts to get sick, and... She is like my last living grandparent and she wasn't she was always pretty much in good health um, until she wasn't. And 
in February, she also died. Um, and that was just like, okay, we're taking, taking another major blow right now. Yeah, like two very close to you people. Yeah, and like nobody, again, nobody told me like your grandma's dying, like you should spend time with her. Like, yeah, it was just like, I remember one time my mom was like, maybe like maybe you should go to your grandma's house like after work today because i had a job near where she lived and i was like nah i don't (laughs) i don't think so like i'll see her later and like she died like two days later yeah so there wasn't that full thing of your mom being like no really like she doesn't have a lot of time left like you should go see her yeah have that and maybe she didn't have that either maybe yeah yeah she didn't know yeah yeah but like i wish that somebody did know um and she was like you know she was the matriarch of our family like it was a big deal and very very upsetting and i remember my sister was studying abroad and she she flew back for it and um you know i i remember like i remember the wake i don't really remember the funeral that well there's like bits and pieces bits and pieces that i've held on to but a lot of it is like completely blacked out because I just I think it's just like this yeah this pattern of kind of like denial and like yeah and you've already had that one experience and I was just kind of like oh I'm just doing the thing I did last time of like dealing with this thing by kind of not dealing with it right yeah plus like it's it's hard to but at the same time, it's hard to compare those two things because, like, yeah. Carly was 18 and my grandma was 84. So you're like, oh, like, older people, this happens. And yeah, there's like that expectation of like, oh, this is just a thing that happens in life for that right. other with your friend Carly. It was just like this was like unexpected and terrible. Right. Yeah. But you're still having the same like they still have that same weight. Right. To you. Yeah. Yeah. They're both still like completely devastating um and yeah just like a lot a lot to deal with but also like oh i have to get an a on this math test like yeah you just have to deal with the fact that your life is still happening around you yeah which like as a kid is pretty tough like yes you want to just have the space to be like i need to go cry about this for a long time but you can't yeah or i didn't at least no i my grandpa also died in 2007 and we're the same age so it was like the same exact period of our life and but for me it happened in august and i was working at a summer camp so it was like that thing of like getting that call and being like, yeah, he's not great. And it's and I'm six hours away or five hours away. Mm-hmm. And then this thing of like also have this responsibility of like handling kids and that thing of like, you can do you want to go down and see him? Like at that point, things had already like gone bad. Like it was not great. Like he mm-hmm. was not like the person that I knew him as. Right. And I kind of had to just have that moment of like, well, the last time I saw him was my graduation party. It was not that long ago. He was the person I remember him as. Like, yeah, my grandparents raised me, like not raised me, raised me, but like they lived 15 minutes from my parents. Yeah. So it was like we always got dropped off there anytime like my my parents were doing anything going out. Like it was nice because they could like go out and drop us off. But I was like spent so much time with both of them and it's like I don't know if I should have gone or like to this day it's like I don't know 
Yeah. But it's still, it was tough because it was like, yeah, it literally happened like he died right in between me leaving camp and starting college. Mm-hmm. Like it happened like the week between those two things. Oh, wow. And it was just this weird thing of like, these two things are happening. And it was, yeah, it was a lot to deal with at that point. It's a lot, especially, yeah. especially at that age, because you want to kind of deal with it in a way that you think is kind of childish or you believe maybe is childish. Like you kind of want, or at least that was for me, I kind of wanted to just like, cry and run away or whatever but then you also feel like i'm supposed to be an adult now and so you kind of try to copy the adults around you but maybe they're not doing the best job either yeah yeah and there's like no rule like nobody's making any rules because there sort of are no rules and nobody just says nobody talks about it nobody talks about it turns out there is no right way to do yeah, it exactly but, but nobody tells you that nobody's no. like hey this, you're gonna have like i guess some people do but i guess in both of our experiences like it, <laughs> we're like hey you're gonna you're gonna feel some things that's okay like that's yeah. never really yeah it's funny how that happens sometimes and i've talked to other people who feel have had the same experiences of like yeah no one says anything yeah well it's so like this past year so after this year which we'll get back to yeah. I had, like, think, knock on wood, like, haven't had any, like, deaths since then. Um, but my family dog did die this year. And Ooh. that was a real, that one really hurt. And, but, like, I found myself being, like, checking in. Like, how am I grieving? <laughs> like, yeah, am you- I allowing myself to feel these things? Even when, like, they the feelings come out of nowhere just like ride, ride them out yeah so 10 years later you had so much more of an awareness of like <laughs> yes. how you should feel and yes. just even being aware of your feelings uh-huh yeah so you've come you've you've grown <laughs> since this time oh, yeah. of like not having any awareness of how to feel yeah it's called therapy yeah <laughs> <laughs> it does wonders um so after after my grandma then i went to england like <laughs> my sister <laughs> yeah, you went back to like living your life well, that's where my sister was studying abroad, okay, yeah. and I had never left the country before, and it was, like, the most exciting, cool thing yeah. ever to be like, oh, I'm just going to go visit my sister in Oxford. It was dope. Yeah, um, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and so it was, like, at that point, legitimately, like, a highlight of my life after two, like, very, very low points. Yeah. So I was definitely feeling, I think, a little bit, like, imbalanced. Um, yeah and it's hard to kind of like fully process things because you're like oh I'm having this great time but should I be having this great is this okay to feel this way yeah and then you're like you're like oh I'm at like the London Eye and I'm crying (laughs) 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 why (laughs) um but like don't tell anybody (laughs) yeah yeah um it's just the wind um so that was like an amazing trip and then I pretty much finished out my senior year um on a on a pretty good note i did graduate and you made it through i made it um and then so i graduated in like june and then in the middle of june i guess like right after i graduated my uncle passed away um and that he was my grandmother's son and the one the grandmother who died yeah yeah so it's just like more of that side of the family yeah and he he had uh he had hepatitis okay i am really bad and i can't remember which which one yeah but it was not a good one and he he was young he was like in his 50s um Uh and he had two kids like my cousins and 
it was everybody like I remember everybody being like, well, like, you know, this happened because like or like at least your grandma wasn't here to see this. And it's like, yeah, but also like, can we just acknowledge that this is a super tragic thing that happened? <laughs> like, yeah, instead of just being like, hey, this is a sad thing. I'm like, oh, well, at least it wasn't it could have been worse. And it's like, yeah, no, but it's still sad. Like we should process this. Yeah. I was like, I'm not in a, like a silver linings place. So yeah. Uh, I'm in a sad place that this is a not great thing that is happening. Yeah. And that was bad. Like, again, I've kind of, I've blocked out. Like, I don't remember who told me or, like, where I was. Yeah. But I do remember, like, the funeral and, like, my dad's eulogy. I actually recently found my dad's eulogy. Like, I was going through old papers. Like, printed out. He, like, he hand wrote it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so I found it in, like, a box somewhere, and I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It was rough. It was really rough. And, like, you know, my dad was, they were very, very, very close. So it was really rough to, like, see my dad in that state. It yeah. Was, like, mm, really bad. Like, whoa. It's not that my dad is, like, some like pillar of strength and has never showed emotion but he's your dad and he's like your or at least for me he's like my rock in a lot of ways and to see him like crumble a little bit was like whoa yeah <laughs> it was hard um and and it kind of ripped our family apart like we didn't have a great relationship with my uncle's wife and like that whole his whole like extended family there and once he died, like, you know, shit went down with the family and, like, like the division of my grandmother's estate. Like, there was all this, like, family drama that went along with it. And we kind of, like, I kind of, like, never saw them again. Uh, yeah, because after losing, like, two big parts of that family, right? It just yeah. sort of, yeah, like, put it in a place that everything else sort of fell apart. Yeah, like, there was always kind of bad blood with them. And this, this was just, like, well he's gone so there's nothing holding us together anymore and that was like oh so we're not like our our christmas just got cut in half <laughs> like yeah. family parties like weren't going to be happening anymore at least not in the same way so it was a real like destruction <laughs> of the family um and i think that's kind of why i found myself finding like new families elsewhere like i remember that summer i made so many friends which like was very unlike me i'm like pretty introverted and like the type of person that has like a couple close friends and i was just like i became like a part of groups i was going to parties <laughs> and like just trying to like it was a summer, so I was just like, I'm going to live this yeah, summer. I got no, nothing to do. Yeah. I'm just going to have a wild time. Yeah. yeah, and that was very much not how I was ever in my life. Um, but, yeah, I definitely kind of took, I think, not really consciously, to, made that the effort to be like, I'm going to make my own family because my, my actual family is, like, falling apart and, like, disappearing, so... I got to do that to to live. Um, and so that summer was like this amazing, crazy summer, like straight out of a movie, like flying down the highway, blasting your music every day. It was great. Um, and then I started college in the fall, which 
was also like this super crazy mix of fear and excitement and like figuring out who you are and like yeah. where you belong and making a new family out of your friends like the people that i met that year like i met you yeah we met that, that fall yeah <laughs> yeah like i held on to those people clearly yeah. um it was just like and i think intuitively i became i like learned how to suss out like who were the good people and like who you wanted to keep around you. Yeah, there was something in your head that was just like filtering out the stuff yeah. and people that you were like, this, I, I want to be drawn towards this thing. I right. want these people in my life. Yeah, which is a, like, I'm glad that I yeah. was able to do that because like I said, those people are still in my life and like very important to me. Yeah, and it sort of came out of this bad thing, but at, in a way it like gave you this new skill that yeah. you didn't have before. Yeah, yeah, so in that way, it was great. And it was great to have that. And it was so insanely fun. Like, that was another sort of high peak of that year was meeting all these amazing people and feeling like my family was actually expanding rather than shrinking. Um, and, like, that also involved included trying lots of new things, like... I think I was in the outdoors club, which like now I really appreciate a good hike. But like back then, you would not, I wouldn't, you wouldn't think I would be there. Like, yeah. It wasn't, even now I really wouldn't put myself in that club. Um. <laughs> yeah. It's just like my freshman roommate who was in the outdoors. I think he was in the outdoors club, but he is just like intense. I think- I think that's why I was in the outdoors like club because outdoors. your roommate oh, was and he? our mutual friend were in it. Oh, okay. And they were like, "Come on, let's like let's do this. We're gonna go. <laughs> hi, we're gonna go to this rock quarry." So cool. <laughs> so I was like, "Yeah, rad." And um, so I went on this trip to this rock quarry where we're gonna be rock climbing, and. I was like, you guys, I can't do a pull-up. Like, I don't think I'm going to be good at this. And like, no, it's all about leg strength, bro. And it's not. They're, no, that's not. It's I not true. I tried rock climbing once or twice. It was very difficult. My hands hurt so much. Very painful. Yeah. And this was on like an actual like, Yeah, you're like, rock. I went to like a gym. Like, I didn't go. It was not good. That's a lot. It was bad. Like, truly bad. But you tried something new. I did try something new. And I definitely told people that I was like a rock climber. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I climb. Um... But that day specifically that I went on that trip, I was, it was like probably an hour outside of Boston where I went to school. Um, and I got a call. I don't remember from who, and but I just remember they told me that my other uncle died. Wow. Is this on your mom's side of the family? This is my mom's brother. Okay. And that he had been he had been battling cancer for a long time but he was in remission and it just happened really quickly like something popped up and then it was like he was gone um and i like i lost it when i when i was in the middle of nowhere like i wasn't near anything that was comforting to me and i was like literally like sitting on a rock just like losing my shit and like you know the people that I was with were very like understanding and did everything that they could for me but I was like I need to like not be here I need like the comforts of home and 
I couldn't like I couldn't really have that. Um, yeah, and you also didn't have that new family that you had made at college. Like you were away yeah. from both of your families at that point, and yeah. just kind of stuck in this place. Yeah, yeah, it was really it was really difficult, and I the only thing I the only way I knew how to deal with it was to kind of go inside myself. Like I was just like I just need to be alone. Like all these people are trying to talk to me, but I'm like no, please leave me alone. Yeah. And that, but it did feel, make me feel better to just be alone. So it was kind of this, that pattern again of just being like, just go internal and don't like lean on people and handle this yourself. Um, And I did. And, you know, I remember, I remember, I do remember going to that funeral, but it was, it was also like. I didn't really know him that well. He never, he always lived like in Ohio and I'm from New Jersey. So we didn't really have a close relationship. But again, like this was my mom's brother. So she and him, they were very close and like her, their parents were both gone and their sister was in uh, like an institute, she was institutionalized. So like that family was just decimated. Yeah. So, and he had just had a baby, like he had a, oh. my cousin was like, I don't know, two or three years old or something, like, or no, he was older than that. He was maybe like eight, but he was a baby and like, that's, like, I just, I'm the type of person where I definitely like put myself in other people's yeah, so shoes. Yeah, like empathetic thing of like, you are feeling all of the feelings that are being yeah. put out there from everyone. Yeah. So when like, you walk into a room where everyone is feeling like deep loss you're just like whoa i i am like shook right now this is too much for me to deal with yeah but also like you have to be there you have to be there for your mom who is like falling apart and yeah because there's still that thing of like again like you had a little bit of remove from the closeness so it's like you know that there's people that are grieving more than you or like in that moment right where you're like yeah i have to be there for these other people right even though it still is hurting for me yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, God. Yeah, it was It was just really difficult to navigate all of these different Yeah, and they're things. like, yeah, the dynamics are like slightly different every time, right? And it's yeah. like, and then at that point, probably you're like that that fourth funeral that year. It's probably like a little bit of like numb to the to totally. it all, right? Totally numb. We're just I was I remember just being like, I am so good at funerals <laughs> and feeling so awful about that yeah like, i hate that i'm so good at dealing with this situation yeah. right now even though really I wasn't. yeah you're not yeah but in your head you're like well i've done this four times this year so yeah got it down Old even hat. though you had not had it down at all yeah and you were yeah not at all um and then you know i went back to school finished out the semester and then by the end of that year like my great aunt who had been in a home for a long time she had dementia she also died and at that point I was just kind of like oh my god like another one like we're, we're all dropping here like yeah you don't know like your mind goes places you're just like who's next and how many you know I think even still, I definitely have a perspective that is like, like I often think about people that I'm close to dying. I'm just like, it's, that's just the way my brain works now. 
yeah, because it got rewired that year of just being yeah. like, anybody close to me, this could happen at any moment. At any time. Like, my mom, like, there were only, of the five people, only two of them were elderly. Yeah. Two, like, my mom's brother was also in his 50s, I think. And so, yeah, it's kind of instills this, like, deep fear that anybody could be taken from you at any time. And, like, I just... <laughs> I just wa- I just finished watching Parenthood. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good cry show. Oh my god, I was sobbing so hard oh, at the finale. I literally had chest pains. Yeah, I was like, oh man, I that show I used to watch with my mom all the time, <sighs> and yeah, and I, and it's funny that show too. It's like you can go from happy crying to sad crying like real quick. There'll be a real beautiful moment, and oh, I'll be yeah. tearing up, and then like something devastating happens. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a lot of just emo- that's an emotional show. It's rough, but, but it's great. But it's great. But like I, I, I'm drawn to things like that where oh, yeah. I can just like feel myself in the show and be yeah, like, oh, I, I, like need, that too. I need to cry it out. Like, like I've often said that I will cry more from like movies and television than I do from real life events. Oh, like, yeah. And I think that's just how my emotions get processed. <laughs> well, it's like you just need that trigger. Yeah. You, and, and then it all flows out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, this is a thing that maybe I had this. Yeah. Especially parenthood, like literally about a family. It's, like... <gasps> it's so deep. <laughs> the, the cuts are deep, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it didn't like those were the final deaths, thankfully. But like also the next year, like my parents got divorced and then I studied abroad. It was like <laughs> super down, super yeah, high. Yeah, you were just having these like very high highs and low lows like all at the same time. Yeah. And I remember that was the first, that was the time, the first time I ever went to therapy. And I immediately started sobbing when I walked in and I was like, so what do you, what do you think? And she's like, I think you may be dealing with depression. And I was like, are you crazy? <laughs> depressed and in denial those were my early aughts yeah that was just you were just living that living that out pretty hard (laughs) pretty extreme but um i i think i'm on the other side of it now so yeah where you can uh, fingers crossed yeah get through get through the dog death yeah i think well i think i've just learned to actually talk about things yeah and be like hey this is a sad thing and it's okay to say that it's a yeah. sad thing and yeah. you can talk about it yeah and it's okay but like that was really hard to learn yeah that took a long time and now you have an entire podcast that <laughs> the theme is just talking about your sad feelings and completely yeah actually maybe i'm now an expert at talking about sad yeah feelings. there you go <laughs> which is also another terrible thing that you don't want to be like just yeah. like being a, no i guess it's a better thing than being like an expert at funerals it's like yeah. At least at that point, you're like, well, at least I'm comfortable with myself and talking about myself and knowing my emotions. Like, that's a good place to be. Definitely a good place to be. I spent, like I said, I spent a lot of hours and dollars on therapy to get here. <laughs> so I'm wearing it like a badge. Yeah. It's like you might as well get something out of it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, Lena. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I know that you also have like a podcast of your own that you might want to talk about and tell people to listen to yeah so my podcast is called the creek end and we are dedicated to watching every episode of dawson's creek from the beginning and we let's be honest we shit on the show pretty hard (laughs) 
<laughs> um, it's it's really fun though. So and it's, it's what there's three people and one person has never seen the show before, right? Yeah, it's my sister and I doing it. We've seen the show many times, and our friend who has never seen it and is pretty mad that he got involved because <laughs> he hates it so much. <laughs> I'm just committed to this long term. Yeah, but he's super committed. It's it's great. Well, that's good. <laughs> Uh, cool. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. It's been fun. This is how we love. This is how we fight for something that's right. Love Hurts is produced, hosted, and edited by Brian Berlin. Theme music by Mickey Hommel. Show art by Caroline Mallon. You can find Love Hurts on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about it. You can find Love Hurts on Instagram and Twitter at Love Hurts Pod, and our website is lovehurtspod.com. I'm Brian Berlin, and this is Love Hurts. <laughs>